0: This is episode 63. Today, I'm answering the question, how do you refuse hand-me-downs? You are listening to the Simple Families podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi, it's Danae. Thanks so much for tuning in. Simple Families is a question and answer style podcast. That means that I take your questions and answer them every week. So if you have questions, please send them my way. You can leave them at simplefamilies.com forward slash ask. Before I get into today's question, I want to give you a quick word from our sponsor, which is Kind Snacks. I'm so excited to partner with Kind Snacks because it's a brand that we love and buy all the time in our house. Kind is offering the Simple Families listeners and readers a free box of 10 Kind Snack Bars. You do pay a small amount for shipping, but it's an opportunity to try some really great things that Kind is doing. If you're familiar with their fruit and nut bars that you see quite frequently, they've also added some breakfast bars and some pressed fruit bars that are really kid-friendly. I found that this box has a variety of snacks that satisfy my husband, myself, and my kids. If you go to kindsnacks.com forward slash simplefamilies, you can sign up to get your free box and you can get full details there. Today's question is coming from Katrina. She wrote, Hi, Danae. I'm a first-time mom to a 13-month-old boy, and I'm seeing firsthand how important it is for our family's sanity to keep our house as simple as possible. I love your podcasts and blog posts, and I have a question for you. How do I refuse hand-me-downs and excessive gifts for my son without offending while still setting boundaries? Thanks, Katrina. I appreciate your question, Katrina. Thanks for sending this in. So I first want to start by saying that gifts and hand-me-downs are sort of two different ball games. So hand-me-downs are generally coming from friends and family members who have things that their kids have used and loved or perhaps used and not loved so much, and they no longer have a purpose for them. And sometimes they can be a great fit for other families to take on. And I'm a big fan of hand-me-downs, when they can be done intentionally, and when they're a good fit for your family. I love the idea of buying clothes that can be reused by other kids once my kids outgrow them. It's one of the reasons that I like to buy higher quality clothes, because I like knowing that my clothes, my kids' clothes aren't going to go straight to the trash once they're done with them. So that being said, when it comes to giving hand-me-downs myself... I like to buy things that I know are fairly simple and can be mixed and matched easily and can grow with kids and are of good quality. And I know that those clothes are not only going to be great for my kids, but they're going to be great to be used as hand-me-downs for other kids. If those are the kinds of clothes and hand-me-downs that you're getting for your kids, then I would say that's great and you can probably put that stuff to work. Now if the hand-me-downs you're getting are things that other people have had and not really loved themselves or they've used and really worn out and they're cheap and kind of falling apart or they're highly specialized like, you know, a St. Patrick's Day shirt or a Valentine's Day shirt, that sort of thing. Those types of hand-me-downs can be a little bit more complicated. When it comes to accepting hand-me-downs, it can be really easy to get overwhelmed quickly, particularly if you have friends and family who have an abundance of clothing for kids. It might be not a big thing for them to throw a few garbage bags full of clothes at you. So if you're really conflict-averse, you might just accept them all graciously and then donate them. Or if you're like I was in my early days of motherhood, I thought, oh, I better hang on to these in case I need them someday. And then I end up with like six different sizes of things for my kids to grow into. And I forget what I even have. And it's just sort of a hodgepodge of mixed up stuff. Not really things that are useful to my family, but are actually just taking up time and space and energy in my home. For the most part, we've stopped accepting hand-me-downs because we're really trying to be intentional about the choices we're making for our kids' clothing. I don't like my kids to wear a lot of brand names. I don't like them to wear a lot of really loud clothing with a lot of writing and words on it. Our style is just pretty neutral and simple and basic. And I've totally realized that that is not the style of a lot of other people, including a lot of my friends and family members. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that my style is any better for any reason than anyone else's. It's just different. And I think it's totally okay to have different opinions and different preferences. And I think a big part of this saying no and refusing hand-me-downs politely comes with really growing into yourself and into your confidence as a mother Katrina you said that your son is a 13 month old and he is your first child and I know that it took me a long time to really grow the courage and the self-assurance to speak up and to say what's best for me and what's best for my family And I know it's not best for me and my family to take everybody else's leftovers that I'm not going to be able to use and I need to repurpose. So I have a couple of close friends and a couple, not very many, who I've felt comfortable enough saying, you know, we're really trying to keep the wardrobe simple in our house. And if you have any staples, like, you know, simple, plain pants, or my daughter wears a lot of jeggings and tops. My son usually wears just plain long sleeve tees or short sleeve tees and jeans. So if you have any of that kind of thing, like just like the basic quality staples, I'd love them. I'd love to check them out. But if the person giving hand-me-downs isn't someone that I feel comfortable and confident in having that conversation with and I'm worried about offending them, then I often think it's easier just to politely say, you know, I think we have more than enough. I appreciate your offer. But at this time, we're sort of overwhelming and busting at the seams as it is. And I think anyone with young children know that that's often the case for families. So it doesn't feel like an excuse. It's actually authentic. So honesty is the best policy. If it's someone you're comfortable with, I would say just explain what you're trying to accomplish when it comes to your kids' clothes. And if it's someone you're not so comfortable with having that conversation, then just explain, you know, we have so much stuff. I don't think we have any room to keep any more hand-me-downs at this point. We really appreciate the offer, but now's just not a great time. When we're picking out a simple wardrobe for our kids, it's really great to pick versatile pieces. Katrina, you said you had a 13-month-old, and this brings up in my mind the brand Carter's. And Carter's has some really great good quality, low price clothing for kids. Now, my main beef with Carter's for infants is that they are famous for these two-piece sets where it's a onesie. You get, I think you get like two onesies and two pairs of pants or something like that. And the onesie has a design that matches the pants. So you've got like the, the short sleeve onesie with a picture of a, a bulldozer on it and then a pair of pants with a picture of a bulldozer on it. And that's one outfit. I'll never forget going into Carter's and searching the entire store for a plain pair of pants for a baby. I don't want pants with a bulldozer on the butt. Because the problem is when I'm digging through a drawer and I'm trying to find an outfit for my baby, I have to find the pants with the bulldozer on the butt. I can't wear you can't wear the onesie with the bulldozer shirt and the pants with the alligator on the butt because it just clearly doesn't go together and my type A tendencies would go mad if I tried to do that. So when they add this kind of decoration to clothes, it tends to make them the opposite of versatile. And I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist, but I do feel like clothing companies do that so that you have to buy more. So instead of washing and re-wearing those navy, simple plain pants with three or four different onesies, Now you have to buy a pair of pants with each onesie. So in many ways, it seems to me as if it is just another marketing tactic to get us to buy more more pieces of clothing for our kids. And like we've said before, you know, we already have enough to keep track of. So buying clothing like this that's so highly specific isn't doing us any favors. And if you're in the Simple Families Facebook group, you'll know that I kind of rant and rave about kids' socks because I find that this is the same thing for kids' socks. We all know that kids can't keep a pair of socks and that there's always one disappearing. So why can't we just buy a pack of white socks? That way, if you lose one, you can match it up with another one. It feels nearly impossible to find a pack of kids' socks that has more than one pair that is the same. My son has socks from Hanes, and some of them have a gray stripe at the top. Some of them have a gray stripe at the middle. Some of them have two gray stripes. It's just enough difference to feel like you have to have both socks that match in order to wear them. If they could just make them all the same, our lives would be so much easier. If every sock just matched the other one, we wouldn't constantly be losing our mind over missing socks. But nonetheless, the take home for today is that we really need to discriminate when we're taking in hand-me-downs and we're buying kits for our clothes because there are a lot of things out there that are not versatile. There are a lot of pieces that don't match one another. You don't want to get stuck with one shirt and one pair of pants that only match each other and can't be mixed and matched with anything else. You don't want to be stuck with a shirt for every holiday. Because if you do, you're going to have an overabundance of clothing for your children. And it's really hard to keep track of. It's really hard to sort through. It ends up feeling anything but simple. Thanks for tuning in today. If you're interested in staying in touch with Simple Families, go to simplefamilies.com and click get started. And you'll stay in touch with what's going on in the blog, on the podcast, and in the community.